1: What's up guys, in this episode, we're gonna talk about funds versus holding companies. The similarities, differences, why you'd want to do one or the other, and how they come into play. So let's get into it. Uh, this first part, you know, just a second order review here. The common structure of a fund is you've got your general partnership over here, it manages the limited partnership and money comes into the limited partnership. Investors come in, you go buy assets or real estate or you trade and you know, that's that's a common fund. Let me make something clear. The, a fund is great for buying and selling something. Okay, like that's uh, buy and sell. The reason being, is because these investors over here, they are on a timeline. Uh, they don't just want to give you money forever and you know, get their money back, just let you manage their money till they die or till the end of the lifetime. Like they wanna make sure that they can take their money out and invest it elsewhere if you're not performing well or you know, landscape changes, whatever. You know, um, So a fund works really well with the process of buying and selling. You know, the, the common you know cycle of a fund looks like this. Uh, you know, you kind of start in year zero. Hedge funds, you know, obviously got in perpetuity or crypto venture, private equity, real estate, closed ended and gonna be like, what? 10 years, we'll call it on average. And there's kind of three phases. There's kind of the, uh, uh, you know, acquisitions phase, then the value add, and then the dispositions phase. And that's just pretty common. Obviously venture, it's more, you know, there's not as much on the value add side, but that's like the common life cycle of a fund. Um, Now I get people coming to me and asking all the time, saying, Lincoln, this asset right here, let's say is real estate or a company. What if I don't wanna sell it? I wanna keep it and I want to hold it in perpetuity, or I just wanna cash flow from forever. That's great but that's probably not the best thing for these guys right here these limited partners they don't they don't want to be exposed forever now if you have royalty rights or something and they get their principal back plus some and then get a just get a check forever that's fine but usually people are saying well no i want to i want to buy my limited partners out and i would just want to hold the asset forever i mean you can't can and that's kind of where this concept of a holding company comes in. So it can be either an LLC or a corporation. Um, you know, you just want to talk to a legal advisor. I mean, the main reason why people do funds, like the general partnership, limited partnership structure is this carried interest is a tax loophole. And you know, if you were just to do this same thing through a corporation, you're going to get taxed way more. Um, and you, and you're not subject to the same carried interest loophole. So I mean, that's the main reason do people do funds. But if you want to go out and just build this property or buy this property and cash flow from it forever, then you should probably just syndicate it, you know, these one-off deals, And, you you know, because syndication, you can write the terms, it's just not as complicated because you have to adhere to, you know, every uh, LP's wants and needs. A holding company, you can, you can say, hey, look, at the end of the life of the fund, you know, when I'm gonna sell, because I'm gonna sell this asset and the money is gonna go, uh, the money is gonna go back, you know, through here and then come back to you guys and then also, you know, pay out the, the GP as well. I'm gonna say, look, I'm gonna sell it over to this holding company over here, and that way I'm gonna you know hold it and you know cash flow from forever. Well, there's a couple things there. First up is this holding company probably doesn't want to do that. That's probably not in the best interest of the holding company because you've already you know added your value to this asset. You know it's already appreciated. It's already you forced appreciation or not either through forced or natural appreciation. Um, so like you may not really want to do that like this it's not that great for the holding company additionally it's not like super like it just doesn't look good to the lps it just makes it look like you know you are just wanting to you know get the ghost most gain here so they're probably going to require that if in a structure like this that you have an auditor come in and make sure that this asset is sold at fair market value so basically what you would have sold it for had you just you know sold it to somebody else you know, this company can come in, and they're gonna come in and, and audit it. So don't get me wrong, you can do that. But the second problem is this holding company has to have money to buy the asset, right? So when people invest in holding companies, either an LLC or corporation, uh, you know, they have it's they're structured differently. It's like investing into a you know private market deal. So they're going to come in and you know they're get, you know invest you can have investors come in and buy shares stock of your company um, interests of the LLC but here's some considerations It's usually private so you know these dollars come in this is usually a private entity so then these shares are very illiquid right so people don't want to invest in something that's illiquid they want to they want to get their money back Um, so it's kind of harder to attract dollars there and it's all, all, you know, it's very much a blind pool because people want to know what asset you're buying. Right. And in holding companies, it's very usually opportunistic. And it's just like, I decide hundred percent, I decide when to sell, I decide everything and you're now an owner in this company. And if they want to get out their their shares are harder to sell. It's a secondary market transaction and it's just tough. Now, if it's public, that's it. It's usually a bit better. Like if it's a public entity, obviously they can share their sell their shares a lot easier. Um, so a perfect example of this is Warren Buffett, right? A lot of people say Warren Buffett's the greatest investor of all time. Warren Buffett is not a hedge fund manager. He did not set up one of these. He basically set up a, a holding company. It was almost like a reverse merger slash SPAC because he acquired a, like a shell corp. So he basically acquired one of these. And then he just started buying and trading shares, you know, and you're regulated differently than if you are a fund. A fund has a lot more freedom. Uh, A fund, I mean, a holding company does not. So basically a fund can do whatever it wants, what it it wants. I mean, within regulation, a holding company has to report. Uh, They have to do a ton of, you know, it's definitely more costly. Um, You know, the direct payment out isn't as good um just cuz of the you know carried interest the tax benefits aren't as good now obviously Warren Buffett made it work you know like a holding company can be great it's just a different route to go it's definitely a lot easier if it's if it's public so and, and then obviously you know Warren he uh you know will acquire majority stakes in in companies over time and you know get in and out of them you know some common ones is insurance you know with Geico And, you know, Delta, um, you know, he really liked airline stocks. You know, he's a value investor. Um, He really liked common ones like Coke. And, you know, he looks at, you know, dividends and Kroger and, you know, all these other ones that he'll buy majority stakes or, I mean, there's kind of a lot there. If you own more than 10% of outstanding shares, uh you, you know you're kind of uh regulated as an owner a whole different conversation but i hope that this video kind of shows you the differences of a of a fund so a fund is buy and sell a holding company is just way longer term okay like this is hey if you invest in this holding company via buying shares you're, you're buying stock of the company because over here this limited partnership owns the asset right? that's the problem is limited partners they go and buy like the the manager is managing the limited partnership the limited partnership has custody of the asset and that's what managers are like no well i want to own the asset over here well you can't do that in a fund if you want to do that you need to have a holding company so i hope you guys learned something in this video let me know if you have any questions uh hope hope you guys have a good one
0: Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three. You can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch the scale of funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one, can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that in here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger, at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.